the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. 24 hours a day, seven days a week. The news never stops. Life goes on around town and around the world. You need a talk show that keeps track of it. A program with bold opinions that's always open to your views. That is this show. Welcome to the Mark Davis Show on 660 AM. The answer. All right. Grab a line. 866-660-5759. Glad you are here. So here's my poll, and and by the way, Twitter polls are like the least scientific thing since the inve- since the invention of polls and science, but they are fun. They are a smattering. They are a drive-by sampling of what people are thinking who happen to be bumped into me on Twitter on a given day. Okay, so with with that enormous caveat attached to it, I offer you the following poll: with DeSantis out. The prospect of him as Trump's running mate is A, a necessity, B, one of many great names, C, uncertain, or D, thanks but no thanks. So uh, that, that's so there you go. Uh, just follow me on Twitter at Mark Davis, and there you are. You can weigh in on that too. And, and here's, here's who I think the um, available base is for all four of those answers. One, the people who say it's a necessity. These are the people who love DeSantis, love Trump, and just think that's a a, a dream team, think that's just a a dream ticket, and it may well be. The second choice, one of many great names. These are people who really like DeSantis, but, you know, uh, there, there are some names out there. The Lee Zeldin thing is intriguing. The Tim Scott thing is it's a, just a nice complimentary match, Trump and Scott. I mean, there's something about that. Sarah Huckabee Sanders, uh, J.D. Vance out of Ohio. I mean, it's a, like I say, one of many great names. The third choice where I just say uncertain, that's kind of the DeSantis is good, but Man, a lot of people didn't want him to be president. So so do we really want him to be vice president? Um, I will just say, just be in me. You be you. I'll be me. And he, just as DeSantis should not be blamed for running a bad campaign because he didn't, Trump exists. That was DeSantis's daily nightmare. Um, the degree to which the marketplace did not embrace him doesn't mean that he wouldn't be uh, just a fantastic running mate. I go back and forth on this. I mean, just, just pray, you might be there, hey, Mark, which one would you say? I don't know. I, I make the polls. I don't answer them. <laughs> here's here's what I mean. Um, I certainly wouldn't say it's a necessity. There's some folks for whom, you know, it's just, it's, it's just, just really needs to be DeSantis and no, as, as Trump's running mate and nobody else even needs to be. I don't say that. I, I'll break my own rule. Maybe I would be one of many great names because DeSantis would be great. He'd be totally great. Are there other people who could be great? Yep. Uh, the final answer is thanks, but no thanks. And I think that's going to be filled with, uh, well, I mean, that's kind of funny. If you love DeSantis, 
and you're kind of bitter about the way this has happened and and maybe you know it's just spite or a tantrum that makes you not want to have him as Trump's running mate or or maybe honestly ooh I know who that you know who that's going to make up I ooh thanks but no thanks maybe with four answers possible in the poll thanks but no thanks to DeSantis may do better than expected cuz that's where all the Nikki Haley voters are going to go They are going to be, and I don't want to paint with too broad a brush, but the Nikki Haley media base, the Nikki Haley amen chorus among the globalists and the establishment denizens and on the moderates and just everybody and the never Trumpers are part of that too. They are not going to take it well when the marketplace goes thumbs down on her. So I feel the, I have a feeling the average Haley voter the, the reason they're Haley voters is Trump and DeSantis are uh, – they're just too spicy. It's too bold. It's too strong. It's too it's, – it's bold colors, and they like pale pastels. So Trump and DeSantis, pull up. So the, the, I think that the uh, – yeah, the, the Haley base is not – I mean, you know, who, whom do they want? Well, I mean, what's, oh, you know what's weird? The Haley base is so – I mean, not all of them, but is so Trump hesitant, so Trump phobic that I don't know if they I don't know if they want her to be his running mate. Although, I mean, as I've often said, Trump will outlive all of us. He'll be eating burgers at 120. Uh, this does put her uh, heartbeat away from the presidency, heartbeat away. Now, among those who say that they don't want Haley to be Trump's running mate. And by the way, I am one of those people. It is not. It is not. Because uh, I think that she will be a snake. I think that she will be uh, try to sabotage the Trump administration. There, by the way, there were totally people who did it. John Bolton, John Kelly. I mean, there there were a lot of people who went in there and said, "I'm just going to be in the White House." If you are vice president, you know, and I know the old here, the old John McCain joke, the two jobs of the vice president, attend the funerals of foreign dignitaries and inquire daily to the, about the health of the president. But really, in all seriousness, the job of the vice president is to be a loyal partner, is to be an absolutely loyal partner, which Mike Pence did do, I know, until. So... Um, I, I I don't think she would be a daily thorn in Trump's side. Just not, not at all. However, it's just not the best look. I mean, Tim Scott brings things to the ticket that Trump doesn't bring. A kind of a lifelong evangelical walk. There's that. A a kind of a a gentle spirit. There's kind of that, which is which is good. It's not what we wanted in our nominee, but as the running mate, uh, I mean, I think Trump and Scott is a is a really sweet combination. Those are bumper stickers I wouldn't mind seeing. I think my favorite's J.D. Vance. I know, red alert, two white guys. But he, does he help bring you Ohio? Very well might. Anyway, though, um, the, the, the Nikki Haley is simply far away from Trump. She's on on climate, on America first, on Ukraine, on globalism, 
Uh, I, she does not view the border with the urgency that Trump does. So just know it's, it's not, that's not a, that's not a great look. Oh, so, and by the way, Tim Scott is the running mate prospect who had a life changing thing happen over the weekend. Here's a picture of Tim Scott on one knee at Kiowa Island, South Carolina, proposing to his girlfriend, Mindy Nose. We saw her kind of off to the side, like after one of the debates, it's like, <laughs> I left somebody on the text line, who's the white woman hanging out with Tim Scott? <laughs> well, that is, that's now his fiance. And uh, Dak might say, here we go. I know painful to do Dak references these days. And again, did you see those teams playing over the weekend? Did you see Kansas City and Buffalo last night? Either one of those teams would have kicked the Cowboys up and down both sides of the field. Anyway, enough of that. So, uh, and my tweet earlier this morning was, Bachelor running mate is problematic. <laughs> Just saying. So anyway, best of, of a happy future to Tim Scott and his fiance Mindy. All right, it's six 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 zero five seven five nine. We are in Rockwall. Frank, Mark Davis, welcome. How are you? Doing great this morning. Doing great. Hi. I have a question that I know there's a thousand reasons why it's not a good question, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Um, why haven't we considered Trump for vice president? If Trump wins as president, we've got four more years of Trump, and then he's gone. He, he's not going to settle for any other position in government. It's just not going to work. Right. What if we set him up as vice president? He can serve as vice president for eight years alongside whoever's president. Right. And then he's still elected. Well, <laughs> oh, I feel the love. I, do. I feel the love so strongly. Well, but as a practical matter, before I get to the root cause of the problem, whose running mate would he be? Uh, that's the big question. Well, you know? yeah, well, there you are. Now, the, the <laughs> voters don't want anybody. Voters have made it just abundantly clear. They want him. DeSantis was a good candidate. Nikki Haley is is a good standard bearer for, for the moderate squishes. Other people of consequence ran, and the voters just said, nah, no thanks. They want him. But, but, but it's like, it's like the, uh, the experiment where they put marshmallows in front of little kids. We want, we want it all now. You know, who can, who can play the long game? It, now, that's it. For those that don't know, if you're referring to the same experiment I, uh, experiment I am, is it the one where they say if you take if, – if, if to the child, they say if you take a lesser reward now, something even better will be afforded you later just to see if they can exactly. resist the temptation of now. And, and almost all the kids go, ah, I want it now, I want it now, I want it now, which makes it a superb, a superb comparison to the voters of today. Uh, I get it. I, I talk about Trump living to 112, but he is 77. And, you know, I, I don't think that works so well. Uh, he Trump, as anybody's running mate, is is just there is merit to what you're talking. I get your point. There's merit to it on paper, one could say. But in the real universe that we occupy, nobody wants it. It's a nightmare for anybody. For And, and also, ultimately, and we're sitting here talking, maybe spending too much breath on this. He doesn't want to be anybody's running mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't. He doesn't want to be anybody's running mate. Uh, appreciate you, Frank. Appreciate you. Uh, speaking of, okay, here's somebody else that doesn't want to be anybody's running mate. That's Michelle Obama. Let me let me take the pause, come back, and uh, I, I've had a couple of fresh thoughts about the whole Michelle Obama conspiracy theory, 
And by the way, you know that I do not say the words conspiracy theory dismissively because uh, some of the conspiracy theories of yesteryear or yesterday become today's reality. And Democrats are so desperate, the, the smart ones are, to sideline Biden and find some way to do this. I've always said a million times, I'll believe it when I see it. How are they going to do it? Uh, can you go to Kamala? No. Can you go to, a, to Gavin Newsom, a white guy? No. So who really else is there? That's what keeps the Michelle Obama theory alive. Yeah, there's one thing maybe we haven't thought about. I'll share it next. 821. You know, it's really a remarkable uh, army of vocal talent in today's birthdays. Sam Cooke, Steve Perry, and the great Michael Hutchins of NXS, taken way too early. Kind of took himself in there. Little new sensation from NXS 1987. All righty, here's, here's the deal. So, uh, does Michelle Obama look good on paper, so to speak? Oh, Lord, yes. She's a rock star. Not a lot of negatives because she doesn't really have her own policy uh, track record. Uh, her husband does, and Democrats love it. Oh, how they wish he were, uh, you know, still around. I mean, still around and, you know, able to run again. Kent was elected twice, but she can be. And I've said for a long time that my great wish, and it's kind of a joke, except it's not a joke, is that Barack Obama wants no part of this, no desire to be dragged back into the bubble to not actually be president, but to be first man. Ask Doug M. off how that's working out. Uh, that, that he's just having way too much fun. Say it with me windsurfing with Richard Branson. Please let Barack Obama have zero interest in this. And no husband or wife should do something like this without the, the, the full enthusiasm of a spouse. Here, For some reason, I don't know what's going on here. I, I've just run into maybe people are starting to think about it even more as Biden becomes just more and more untenable. But here's the thing about Michelle that you got to remember. Here's the thing about presidential campaigns. You've got to remember. What a meat grinder. Obama loved it. Trump loves it still. Uh, you've got to be willing to subject yourself to to a, a you-know-what type of probe every day. The work is hard. The work can be thankless. Not just running, but actually governing? Uh, it, it's really, really hard. I say this, there are people who like Michelle Obama just fine. They're, they're, they don't say this as a slap. They say, she ain't got no interest in that kind of heavy lifting. She likes book tours. She she likes, yeah, if, 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 if Barack Obama is living his best life, so is she. And it would be a massive monkey wrench thrown into the works, monkey wrench thrown into the works. Uh, to to run and actually be president, uh, so here's what would here's what, she would have to have a thirst for power, just a desperate longing for power, and I I just don't see it. Hillary had that, probably still does, uh, but it, they they liked power when they had it. She, she liked it when she had his first lady, but just I I don't know. I just uh, my thought that Michelle my my assessment of Michelle Obama's interest in this is waning by the day. We're in Rowlett. Lance, Mark Davis, welcome. How are you, sir? Hey, Mark. Thanks for taking my call. My pleasure. I um, believe 
at one time that I was a strong DeSantis supporter. Mm-hmm. It mostly was because uh, Trump's tendency to get into uh, feudal arguments. <laughs> I understand. Silly things, and I thought DeSantis would be better at avoiding that. But um, I think that what has happened is the Democrats pushing at Trump with the charges and all of that has assured us that Trump's going to be the nominee. Completely. And, and and what it needs to assure us, and maybe this will take some time, we've got some time, is that everybody else's supporters, even the Nikki supporters, I assume the average Nikki Haley supporter did not want Biden to be president again. Well, now there's only one human being. There will soon be only one human being that can prevent four more nightmarish years of Biden or whoever, and his name is Donald Trump. Time for everybody to focus. Thank you, sir. Hey, you know who's focused on New Hampshire? Our buddy Paul Gleiser. You know how closely he's focused? He's up there. We'll hook up next. 831, Nikki Whaley in the newsroom. It is the Paul Gleiser theme. I'm a traveling man. There it is. That's right, man. If it's happening, you're there. Here I am. It balmy, balmy. Compared to Iowa. Yeah, well, yeah. I woke up this morning. It was ten degrees. Uh, it's warmed all the way up to sixteen. Swimming with hey, with Ricky Nelson in our heads. Here, the, the long list of reasons why Paul is awesome. First of all, the Sage of East Texas. His views are great. You tell me, Texas. Just check out his writing, and does the show and owns the station at KTBB and Tyler. And just the work ethic and going out and doing stuff and covering stuff like this. But also a genuine radio guy, a, a lover of the medium, and and quite the trafficker in the history of such. Ricky Nelson, of course. Uh, Absolutely. And, you know, you're familiar, so he died in the plane crash in 1985. Played him on the radio when I was just a lad. You know where he was going on New Year's Eve 1985? I should know this. Where was he going? New Year's Eve party for K-Love. Really? Whoops. K- yeah. The late KLUV yeah. Dallas-Fort Worth. The, the, yes. late, the late Ricky Nelson and the late yeah, K-Love. Yeah, the late K-Love. Not, neither no, one of them's around anymore. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. But you are, and you are here carrying the torch and doing the job and doing the work. And, and by the way, for those new to the show, uh, Paul can be found, presuming the delight that will uh, that will envelop the next few minutes, doing this actual show when I'm not here, for which I'm enormously grateful. So when did you get there? I got here yesterday, and my phone lit up from uh, the, from my network. I'm affiliated with Fox News Radio. Mm-hmm. My phone lit up as we were taxiing in that Ron DeSantis had hung it up. Yep. And I said, okay, well, now it actually is what Nikki Haley said it was last week in Iowa. It actually yeah. is a two-person race. <laughs> now it is, yes. One, now it is. One fella yeah. and one lady, <laughs> Yes, she said. Last night at her rally, uh, she, you know, she was quick to point that out. She said this last night at a rally at Exeter High School. By the way. High school auditoriums today are not what you and I grew up with. No, what do you mean? No, I mean this place was just a technological marvel. Yeah. I mean, you could you could have put any any name act in this auditorium; it would have been perfectly at home. Beautiful place. But she was there last night, and she opened up her um, her about forty five minute remarks by saying this. Can you hear that sound? Yeah. That's the sound of a two person race. Yeah. 
<laughs> now, now what hey. she left out is the 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 front runner is Secretariat. Yeah. <laughs> She's Mr. Ed. <laughs> yeah, you know, she left she left that part out because you know by the, the real clear politics average of polls has her I think at fourteen yes. points back today. Yes. You know, and if so, if if a hundred percent of Ron DeSantis's supporters were to come to her. Well, if 300% of Ron DeSantis' yeah, supporters were to come to her, she still wouldn't close the gap with, gap with Donald Trump. And, you know, the polls were pretty close uh, with respect to uh, Iowa. There's no reason to believe that there's that they're, you know, any different here in New Hampshire. But her crowd is enthused. It was a, it was a, a very high-energy rally. And, Mark, you know, i got to tell you, she sounds good up yeah, there. She, she she presents very well, as the saying goes, on a debate stage, and, and sure, sure. She, I mean, it was a it was a very good performance. She said this last night. You and I, you you and I would be sitting there saying, absolutely. Here's what she said. Number one cause of death for adults eighteen to forty five: fentanyl. And don't think for a second China doesn't know what they're doing when they send it over. Right on, right on, right on. Okay, yes. Uh, but that takes us to a discussion of the border where my feeling, tell me if I'm being fair or unfair to, to, the, to the lady, is that when asked about the border, she'd rather spend a whole lot more time talking about China and fentanyl, which is a, a worthy destination, than she would about the waves of illegals pouring across our border in an invasion. That's the, Last that's night. the Trump approach. Oh, well, yeah. Last night, preceding that, I didn't. It's not in this cut, but what led up to that cut you just heard yeah. was her saying forcefully, "We have to close the border." Close, close, as in close, close. As in, you know, we we. It, that's what, uh, yeah, that's what she said. I mean, so you know, but the borders are out of control. Eight million people have come in. We yeah. have to stop. We don't. We don't have a nation if we don't have a border. I know. That's okay. What, okay. I don't think she. That's what she said. I know, but she hadn't gone full Don Huffines yet. I don't think so. Uh, <laughs> so I, okay. I, and I don't want to say I don't believe her. I don't. She's not. I think. That in, name me a million politicians who have done this. She will phrase things in certain ways that are designed to curry favor, but you know, it's just not in her heart. She is not a border warrior. I don't believe it for a minute. I also know that she's just soft on the climate. She is a globalist. She's a forever war princess for Ukraine, and this is why she's going to has no chance of being the nominee. No chance. No, I don't think yeah, I don't think she has any chance of being the nominee either. Here's here's what well, here's her case. Here's the case that she makes for herself. It boils down to this. I was proud to serve America in his administration. I agree with a lot of his policies, but rightly or wrongly, chaos follows him. And we can't have a country in disarray and a world on fire and go through four more years of chaos. We won't survive. That 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 boils your case down. Yeah. That's really and, really what she stood up and said. Why me versus Donald Trump? And that really is the essence. And of that it. is one. And in so saying, and this is not a bad approach for her. It's like, hey. Even for voters who are more conservative than I am or who think I'm not conservative enough, I can beat Biden. Polls totally show that. And maybe the Trump chaos will derail this agenda, completely derail this agenda you want so much. At least with me, you get most of what you want. I think that's the the you, you just summed it up. I think you, you just encapsulated her entire campaign, Mark. 
Except, so first of all, and, and there you are. And, and will that work? It will up to a point. But again, uh, she ain't going to win New Hampshire and she's not going to be the nominee. But here's the thing. She says, we, we can't survive it. If, so the first thing that's been disproven in the last few months is the notion of Trump's unelectability, that he'll be such damaged goods. Uh, that's that's long dead. The second thing to die is he'll he'll be so distracted that he can't effectively campaign. This may be a better campaign than 2016 that he's running right now because of these uh, torturous persecutions. And if they continue into his actual presidency, does anybody doubt that he has the bandwidth to handle it all and then some? No, I don't think anybody, nobody who's being objective doubts that. You know, and you and I. I ran, wrung my hands on your show, wrung my hands on my own radio station, wrung my hands filling in on the national show that I do, and on my blog, and I took some incoming fire. I said, Donald Trump is damaged goods. He could be so substantially damaged that he will not be electable in the general election, no matter how much the base of the Republican Party loves him. I think that has now been debunked. I think it has. Saying that in June was plausible. It no longer is. Now, I'm not guaranteeing the win even over Biden, because so many wheels off crazy white-knuckle things may lie ahead. But uh, the polls indicate head-to-head that he does very well, and part of it is because the base is there, has not peeled off at all, and the other part is because Biden is just poison. He is his own worst enemy. And so what, what, what are your thoughts about that? A couple of things. DeSantis as running mate, who would be a good running mate, and, and who in the world are we going to be running against? Okay, well, on DeSantis' running mate, who's going to move out of Florida? Uh, well, nobody would have to move necessarily any, any more than Cheney moved. Uh, he just made Wyoming his state because at first, yeah, for everybody else, that, okay, it's so. not it's not a constitutional barrier to it, but it's an electoral barrier in that the electors can only vote for one person. Trump makes his official residence New York, and we're good to go. Yeah, okay, so you know, we we take care of that. But yep. but going the the assumption, and here's where we, where you and I we and there's no way to know. But if you assume that it's Biden, then you could get pretty comfortable that Trump's going to beat him, given just how bad things are for Biden right now. But how safe is the assumption that it's Biden? I, I have no idea. Every, but there, there are two things. There, two things can be true at the same time. Number one, Biden seems completely unsustainable politically and and biologically. It, Everything it, it, it just doesn't true. it just doesn't look doable. And Democrats have to know this. But here's the second true thing: the path to replacing him is fraught with some of the most amazing, crazy, unprecedented drama that we've ever seen. Please share with people. We we had a chat over the weekend. Recreate the magic when you said that people using Earth logic. People saying, as I have said, that it would be such a crazy thing for Democrats to sideline him. Please tell everybody why it's thoroughly plausible. Because they're Democrats, Mark, and because the norms of planet Earth and the and the solar system located in the Milky Way galaxy don't apply except when they want them to apply. And what the Democrats can do, they already have their, their primary system so completely rigged. If you don't believe that, go ask Bernie Sanders. But if they they have super delegates, they have these mechanisms where the party leadership can lay their thumb on the scale heavily, if super delegates won't do it, they'll create double secret super delegates. <laughs> if they, yeah. 
if they if they feel the need to make a change, the Democrats will make a change. They'll do it. Norms and and, and standards and precedent just don't matter. So because they're 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 not all bound up in this no. crazy idea that the voters have to say, <laughs> or that rules matter. Exactly. You know, that rules exactly. matter, or that laws matter, or that anything that they don't want matters. In this silly country, you and I share a certain trepidation about the possibility of a Michelle Obama candidacy dropped in from the rafters uh, with the magnesium lights exploding at the the Chicago convention, where you will be and where you will join us from, and I'm grateful for that, as you will in Milwaukee for the Republicans the month before. I, If comforted is the word, I don't know. My, my, if, if somebody asked me zero to ten, what's your thought about her running? I would have thought you know five or six. Now I think it's more like two or three because I've been reminded, maybe just by a lot of people writing, weighing in, just so, – I've talked about Barack is living his best life windsurfing with Richard Branson. She is too. She likes book tours. She likes free time. It is, here's the dirty little secret. We always throw bricks at politicians and, and they deserve it. It is some of the hardest work anybody can do. Running for office and actually governing is a 24 hour a day meat grinder. And I'm start, and I'm really starting to wrap my head around the notion that she wants no part of that. She already has huge power. She's one of the most popular people in America Without lifting a finger. Why set yourself up for that? Well, if that makes you feel better. (laughs) And it does. It does. It makes me feel better, too. And you may very well be right. However, however. However, you know, if you had, I've asked this when George W. Bush, with whom I have a personal acquaintanceship, he went to, goes to my church. You know, if you had a clear shot at the presidency, could you resist taking it? True. If you tell her, if she, if if you, if you absolutely know you're going to win, why not? Then you, you're, it's handed to you, and and then you have that sweet, sweet elixir of power, which the Obamas are certainly interested in, as is anybody who runs. But I think Trump wants the power to do things for the country that he sincerely wants done. Here's the big X factor. We, I know a lot of Democrats say Trump is so beatable, and Trump would be easy to beat. In their heart of hearts, do they know it? Do they know objectively that he might win 40 states? Oh, no. Well, yeah, I think in their heart of hearts they do. Thus, everything they're throwing off the back of the pickup truck yep. to try to de- – Which is not working. Which is which is, which is not working. I mean, exactly. Which is why she's not, ex- so not going to run. Extraordinary yeah. links to which they are going to, yeah. to try yeah. to kick him off the ballot and kick him out of contention. Yeah. And all of it, all of it has done nothing but blow up in their faces. Yep. There we are. All right. So uh, polls show Trump at like 50-ish. Uh, Haley in the teens, or is she, is she somewhere in the 20s in the RCP Depends average? Depends on the poll you look at, yeah, but yeah, yeah. she's high high teens is yeah. where, kind of where it settles in, according to Real Clear Politics. And DeSantis would have been probably about seven, and now he's probably yeah, still going still yeah. to be about four because he's got he's too late to get him off the ballot. A lot of people aren't paying attention. And many people just want to say, you know what, I love you, Governor, I'm gonna, and I know that's going to go, so they'll he'll, he'll get a, a sort of a pity or sympathy vote. Uh, what do you think about that? Does that seem like a good expectation? I, th- I think it, I think it is. And I'll tell you what, if it and if it shakes out the way you just said, then my job between now and the conventions is done. There's no primary to follow. Okay, now. but what's the, what's Nikki I promised Haley's all job? this coverage. I, I promised know, all this coverage <laughs> to my to my sponsor, <laughs> Hibbs Hallmark and Company Insurance, and to say, okay, we'll see you in July, because it, it, if he if he does what the polls say he's going to do tonight, I mean tomorrow, if he if the, if he if he lives up to the polls. 
then the nomination is over. Yes. It, so it, does but do, will Nikki Haley realize that, and will she keep us hanging on and and you know keep the, the, these hopeful, breathless uh, establishment elitist well, globalist moderates for another entire month until her own state well, of South Carolina, well, February twenty fourth? I don't think she will get out before she goes to her home state. Yeah. I, don't think she, I don't think she'll do that. She's going to get crushed in her home state. Yeah. Trump's going to going to beat her there. And 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 the, and the the short answer to the question mark is she'll quit when the money runs out. Yeah. <laughs> as will we all. As de, as as Ron DeSantis just proved. Yeah, you, quit, exactly. you quit when you run out of money. That's yeah. when you quit. All right. This is why we love Paul Gleiser around here, and why I do personally and professionally. And so a couple of things. Uh, so tomorrow is the actual voting. And then when we find out what is on the wall and what that right, when we is, find out we know nothing. We, <laughs> exactly, all, <laughs> we completely blew it. We'll talk about it on we'll Wednesday. Get no matter what happens, Paul and I'll be back in this exact time frame on Wednesday for New Hampshire the morning after. So stay warm, sir. Thank you so much. We always appreciate you. Thanks, Mark. Have a great day. That is our buddy Paul Gleiser. You tell me Texas.com for his writings and in his pronouncements, which are always worth consuming. Eight fifty two, Mark Davis. We're having a party Dancing to the music Oh yes we are Played by the DJ On the radio So it's funny, I'm picking stuff by Sam Cooke On his birthday, born this date, 1931 And everything I'm doing is stuff that Rod Stewart did remakes of Rod did a, a remake of uh, or a, a cover of having a party on like his MTV Unplugged in '93. Anyway, here's your original, written and performed by the great Sam Cooke in 1962. All right, let us roll into the nine o'clock hour. Some of the Patriot Mobile. Speaking of the Patriot Mobile text line, some of the thoughts about uh, the Michelle Obama candidacy and whether that's a little less likely than we think. A little more likely, I'll talk about what one of the main barriers to it might be. And a number of other things as we work our way into the 9 o'clock hour. Come join us, 866-660-5759. Mark Davis, 660 AM, the answer. Happy Monday. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.